0: Hello, and, again, welcome to the Aperture Science Computer-Aided Enrichment Center. We hope your brief detention in the relaxation vault has been a pleasant one. Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Malnax, a podcast by a girl unheard of! If if it isn't Skywalker's filthy, obnoxious little pet. Where am I? I'm a girl? Very well spotted. Power! It's a girl? Oh, yeah, you're right about that. She can violate my rights in. If... Hey! You make this, and you die a legend. Can I pee, 1st I'm really glad that worked. Those would have been terrible last words. Hi, everyone. Oh, my God, I'm not dead. I'm not, I'm not dead. I, I promise. I promise you I'm not dead. As you saw from the recent episode where Chris and I eventually talked about Magic Mike. Hi, um, I'm Hope Malinax. Welcome to Hope of All Trades. Uh, this is me hopefully coming back from a forever ago hiatus. Pretty much what happened is, like I said like I said in the episode I filmed, I filmed, yes, filmed, recorded with Chris, um, I just had some life stuff happen, had to deal with it, happens. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I could have done to stop any of it from happening, and it's still sort of going on, kind of, uh... Uh, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping some jobs open up, but, you know, you gotta take it, you gotta deal with it, it happens, you guys have been so patient and nice about it, and, yeah, so, I'm going to reward you guys. Probably the biggest question I get from the Facebook group and stuff like that is, why am I never on the forums? And it's a, apparently a big sausage fest over there, and I think it was the Hair Metal Hero... Borderline begging me to come back <laughs> to the forums. Um, I'm checking it right now. I think it was him. The reason I never get on the forums is because I hate forums. <laughs> I really, really do. Uh, it's 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 nothing against the people in the forums. It's just that one method of communication that I've never really been able to get behind when it comes to, to internet and stuff, I just, I've never been able to sink my teeth into them, I just, there's something about them that I just don't like, but because I've been gone for so long and stuff like that, I'm on the form and I'm going to apologize for, for taking a sudden long hiatus and answer questions right now that I see. So And some of these I haven't even, I haven't even read yet, because I'm never on the form. So I'm going to take a look at the me and Chris eventually talking Magic My And oh my god, Chris, I think I look so sexy on Chatham Tatum's, Channing Tatum's, whatever, however you say his name, Channing Tatum's body. And <laughs> I really did go for the porn in that last five seconds. But it's true, that's exactly what I want. If You, you need to hear that episode if you haven't yet. It, it was a fun little episode hair metal hero I don't think the Photoshop is horrible at buying I think I like damn damn sexy and let's see hair metal hero well that was one hell of a line to end on I'm surprised it didn't emulate from my adult mind hope you've I've won up the hair metal hero yes yes uh do I officially earn my penis like do I do I? Um, just to give some people some background about what this episode is, it was pretty much me and Chris shooting the shit and just talking about whatever, and eventually we talked about like movies that were guilty pleasures, and I recently saw Magic Mike. What is my Tumblr URL? My Tumblr URL, and this is the Dave, uh, is geekygirlexperience.tumblr.com. It's all one word, no capitals, I don't think, and stuff like that. So that is my... Um, Yes, that is my Tumblr. And you can go and see me there. It used to be a quality blog where I was, like, doing these complex, complicated breakdowns of, like, episodes of anime and new chapters of manga. And I still like doing stuff like that. But recently, it's just been, holy god, I've been in Cumberbatch and Tom Hiddleston. i really find and sexy, man. Let's rebug and everything. Yay. Oh, that's kind of what it's turned into. God help me when Doctor Who and uh, Sherlock season three come out, and The Hobbit. Oh my God, The Hobbit! So excited, so excited for The Hobbit. Hmm. Uh. 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 Oh, thank you, Chris, for putting on my Tumblr. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to do this. To be the anyway. Yes. If we ever did do a Hunger Games scenario, um, Hair Metal Hero, you probably would be the victor. Because I think we the rest of us would really, 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 really want to just die epic deaths. I know I want to die my epic death the way I said at the end of that episode. So yes, I uh, and Chris Harris is glad to hear from Hope again. Oh, thank you guys. I missed you. I really I'm glad you guys are happy to hear from me again because it has been just a really crazy six months and. I just—it's—it's it's really nice to know that you guys don't hate me. <laughs> that was the biggest thing. I was like, I'm gonna come back to teach you freaks, and no one's gonna like me, and I'm not gonna have any friends. Yay! It just happens. <laughs> all right, that was all the Magic Mike questions. I'm gonna glance through my own personal hope of all trades form and stuff. Um, I, oh, I wrote back at some of these. Look at that! I was productive. I was productive. I'm going to go to some of the later episodes that I know I didn't get a chance to talk about later on. I think this is about... Okay, this is the episode that I reviewed, Captain Britain meets Deadpool. And I had covered the death of Elizabeth Slayton. Oh, this was the one I recorded in my car. (laughs) Yay. Yay. And I was talking about uh, Tokyo Pop closing its doors and stuff like that. So, uh, Jansen said, the quality of the sound wasn't bad. I had fun listening to the podcast. I'm a comic book guy. I don't have much in the way of the manga side. I hope I'll my connection to anime and manga. Keep up the good work. You're very welcome. I'm very excited that I am your connection to anime and manga and all those things and fun times. I'm so happy. Thank you, Jansen. That was very nice. Uh, all right, so the next one is... I give a review of Thor. Oh my god, I gave a review of Thor? When the hell did I do that? Apparently I did it last year. <laughs> I really want to give a new a new review of Thor, because if I gave a new review of Thor now, that I have been Loki'd by Tom Hiddleston, it, the entire review would be going, just me going, Oh my god, Loki, Loki, you poor baby. He is such a tragic character. He needs all the love in the world. Here, fuck Thor, fuck Thor, get the hell out. We don't want you. You're you're kind of adopted too. Just because you're Odin's son, you're not Frigga's. Can I just say, Frigga, in that movie, really is the best mommy ever. Because Thor and Loki both are not her sons, and she still loves them both. Best mommy ever. But yeah, that's probably, I need to re-listen to that because I totally don't remember reviewing Thor. Apparently I did. And I gave reviews of Anne Rice's Blood and Gold. Okay, and Tiger and Bunny. And E3 stuff. Oh, apparently no one commented on that, so I just gave that big opening and nobody commented on that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So apparently my next episode after that is when I went to a- AWA last year. I did my mini-review of Italia Painted White, Common Rider W, which is still a really amazing show, uh, My Love of Black Butler, and fan girls over musicals and expresses why her blah, blah 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 blah. Okay, so hair metal hero said just musing, but every episode of this could be titled a new oh, a new hope. Yes, maybe I should just a new hope, two a new hope two point three. Um, that's why I said Facebook well, was less on I- it's right hope. Okay, so Mercury 083. I think I remember your uh your Facebook message, Dave. You guys, yes, if you ever want to send me a message, send me on Facebook or Tumblr. That really is the best way to get a hold of me. Oh, wow, well, you guys just start talking about stuff. You guys are far more informed about stuff than I am. I just kind of, like, roll with it. This is the greatest way of me opening a podcast. Me just reading your stuff. <laughs> you guys are lovely, and you're so lovely in it. Oh, my big gay podcast! Yes, okay, yeah, you guys did get back to me. So, my last big episode that I remember, was my big gay podcast, meaning it's when I broke down Junji Romantica and Sekaiichi Hatsukoi by uh, Shinjiku um, Nakamura, that was probably my favorite episode, and yes, so let's see, Uh, you don't have to be big or gay to like it, don't worry, thank you Chris for opening, I really wish uh, I knew your actual name, L-J-A Cone, I guess it's L-J-A Cone, or if it's just Legicone. I really wish I knew what your real name was, because I you comment so much on my stuff, and I just wish I knew who you were in real life. <laughs> I have a big problem with the whole, I'm going to rape you in a submission to you love me. I never thought I would hear that sentence on a Two True Freaks affiliated podcast. Oh, yes, this was a like, fun, fun, fun episode that I recorded. I, I actually might re redo it again hope you mentioned that one of the characters is a popular romance writer who knows nothing of romance i like to uh just add this is not an uncommon trope, especially in tv one really good example is the 80 90s show dream on where the main character was an editor for a popular book publisher who was terrible at love and romance is a popular trope in tv you are exactly right was fin- uh, your enthusiasm about these two series were plainly evident that's for sure from what I understand yaoi is pretty much not that different from girls comics other than the sex and the orientation of the characters involved along with a few other details these two se- theories seem to support that theory I'm glad that you guys actually listen to my big gay podcast I, I just like the fact that a bunch of men listen to me rant about gay men and how much I love them and how they should be always together so thank you guys Uh, not particularly, you guys are not yaoi curious, what's wrong with you? Shippy comics don't do much for me, um, but I do like to learn about other genres and comics. Really, really, Lacone, Lacone, that's what I'm gonna call you now, Lacone, um, you really need to, to, (laughs) to, uh, you know, um, let me know what your real name is, either Facebook me or Tumblr me. Uh, da-da-da-da, the basics is only because of romance stories. Luke. So I haven't said Luke. Oh, it's Luke. It's Luke. I know who you are. Just kidding. Wow, oh, you guys are really breaking down my, like, Yowie episode. Holy crap. <laughs> I might have to turn around and post some of this on Tumblr because I I don't even know where to even begin to talk about this stuff. Oh, and thank you for for uh, the post on NaNoWriMo. I'm gonna have to come back to you, you guys, so... Maybe I shouldn't have opened because now I've talked about 13 minutes of me silently reading, me silently <laughs> reading comments. Best opening to a podcast ever. Welcome back, Hope. You are the best podcaster in the world. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move on. I'm going to come back to your comments later. All right, so what do I want to talk about now? I want to talk about Dragon Con because Dragon Con's coming up and I'm really excited. I totally pulled a YOLO. And uh, I, as much as I hate the, really, really hate the phrase YOLO, but it really was what I did, because I wasn't planning on going to Dragon Con, and then it hit me that it's going to be my 25th birthday. I'm going to be a quarter of a century old, and I haven't gone to the last two Dragon Cons because I was poor, and I don't really have the money. But I had one of those things. So I was like, if I don't buy this now, it's going to go up forty dollars. So, fuck it, I'm going to Dragon Con. <laughs> so yes, I'm going to Dragon Con, and I'm so excited. And Dragon Con actually released an app for Android. And I don't know if they have it out for Apple, but I know they're working on it for Apple. And this app is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I don't know if they've ever used it for another con. I haven't seen anybody else use it for another con. I, I, I don't know. But it has it to where you can look at the exhibitors, the events, see who the speakers are. You can like do stuff through Twitter but the coolest thing I've, I find about this Dragon Con app, which is why I think everybody, if you have an Android phone, and whenever they release it for Apple, I think you should get it too, is you can go to your events, and they have all the events broken down by their track. So they have like the Brick track, uh, the Dark Fantasy track, Young Adult track, uh, Star Wars track, stuff like that. And once you click on the track, I'm going to pick one, British Sci-Fi Media, yay, uh, once you click on the track, it's broken down within the four days. And I'm gonna just pick a random one on Saturday. Um, and it gives you the times and the panels and what panels are at what times. And you can then click on the little star. Like, I'm gonna click on the Sherlock panel. It's at 1pm on Saturday. At the Marriott A601 602. See, and it has all the freaking rooms and stuff. And it tells you what the panel's about, but in the top or on the side, there's a star, and when you click on that star, you can then go back to the main page of the app, and you see my schedule. You can click on my schedule, go to your day, and it will have all your events, and if you have multiple events you want to go to at multiple times, it will line them up right beside each other, so you can see what panels and events are overlapping each other, and it's, it's amazing. I've never seen an app like this where it breaks down everything and tells me when everything is and what overlaps what and oh my god this is gonna make dragon con so much easier because i don't have to because what i usually do when i go to cons i sit down with the, the little book thingy and i sit down with the schedule and i physically write out like times, and what I want to go to, and when, and what the panel's about, and stuff. And I do that all the time, because I'm a crazy, organized person. I'm, I'm just really, I just think this is the greatest thing ever, because so I'm looking at my Saturday schedule, and I can see that the Dragon Con Parade's at 10. Um, the New York Times bestseller, Tell All, is at 12. Ghost Hunters and Sherlock overlap, so between those two, I'm going to go to the Sherlock panel. And then I don't have anything again until 5.30 when the unofficial news on The Hobbit and then the steampunk themes and Doctor Who's is at 7. Bam! That's my Saturday. Holy fuck. It's all in my hand. So I highly recommend getting the Dragon Con app. I think it is just about one of the best damn things I've seen from coming from a convention. And I really... Really, really (laughs) highly suggested. It's so cool. So if you have a smartphone, if you have an Android, when it comes out for for Apple, I suggest that you get it. So I went to a really, really cool snazzy thing yesterday. Or was it the day before? It was the day before. What day is it? It's Tuesday? Crap, it's Tuesday. Okay, so it's not Monday. It's definitely Tuesday. So Sunday, (laughs) I went to... The coolest thing ever! I went to a Sherlock tea party. It was the two two one tea party. <laughs> did you see that? It's a fun on two two one B. Oh yeah, we did stuff. And it was hosted between uh, Cara McGee, who is really popular on Tumblr for doing all these Sherlock and Avengers and Harry Potter themed teas. They're so good. I'll talk about more in a minute. And then Jackie, who has the Tumblr, I think Jackie makes comics. She and Kara and I were the three hosts of this thing, and really, honestly, they were the ones who did like a lot of the awesome artwork and stuff, and I'm not being artsy, so I was like, okay guys, guys, I'm just gonna stand here and try and be helpful while you guys do amazing pieces of art, and yeah. Anyway, but it was really fun, and I highly suggest holding tea parties, because I've never been to a tea party. There was a lot of food. And there's a lot of stuff, and I'm sorry, I just got really, really distracted. <laughs> I'm watching the men's ja- Japan-Mexico soccer game because I really, really like soccer. And the Japanese player just legit grabbed the Mexican player's head, head, rolled him on over on his back, and pretty much told his ass to get up and stop diving. Thank you, Japan, because there's t- way too much diving in the men's sport. Ah. Uh, anyway, so the two-two-one bt party. <laughs> See, why did you guys listen to me? <laughs> I get distracted easily. The game is tied right now. 1-1 just before halftime. By the way, in case you were wondering, because I love the Olympics. Um, I'm having a big Hetalia boner too. <laughs> um, the 2-2-1 tea party was really, really fun. We had about 70 people come out, which was a lot. But it was fun, and somehow we delegated 70 people and, like, was moseying we them back and forth between rooms, which... And everyone seemed happy and healthy, and everyone got tea. But what we did is, um, Kara has these amazing teas I was just telling you about, and she has Harry Potter-themed ones, and Good Omens, and, uh, Sherlock teas, and Avengers teas. And I got to, uh, we, we were giving out samples of the teas, and people were able to take some with them, and they are... Really, really, really delicious. I think I tried the Steve Rogers tea, which with cream and sugar tastes like apple pie. And by the way, you can get all these teas on Adagio, and uh, it's all online. Just pretty much type in Sherlock tea and Cara Mcgee. Whoa, that rhymes! <laughs> Cara Mcgee, you make tea, and you are a big sweetie. <laughs> I am a nerp. Um, but yeah, you can just type in Avengers tea or Sherlock tea, and it's going to come up. And I had the Steve Rogers tea, which, when you put cream and sugar in it, it legit tastes like apple pie. And that's the great thing about cars tea, is when you smell these teas, you go, yes, that is exactly what it smells like. Like, she, oh, she has Doctor Who teas as well. And my favorite is the Tardis tea, because you smell it, and it smells like the color blue. And don't even ask how I came to that conclusion it just does it's just like when I think of the color blue and I think of the TARDIS it's exactly what I think that it smells like in oh it's so good but um, I had the Donovan tea I had the Maestrade tea which is the Mycroft Mycro- the Mycroft uh, 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 Lestrade blend and I also had the badge and the gun which is the John Watson Lestrade blend um, I haven't had Sherlock yet Sherlock though I have a sample of and it's in my room but, oh, God, I was a tea glutton. And we, we also made tea ice cream. We made uh, a Loki tea ice cream. And Loki is very minty. So when we made ice, when uh, Kara made ice cream out of it, it tasted like mint chocolate chip. And she also made a John Watson tea ice cream. And it was delicious. But we played games. Like, we played uh, Pin the Sheet on the Sherlock. And because um, in the, bi- the BBC, there's a part where uh, Sherlock's running around in a sheet in one of the episodes. So, Jackie drew the backside, the naked backside of Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock, and made these little sheets, and we blindfolded people, and they had to pin the sheets on them. And, um, what else did we do? We had a costume contest, which was really great. We had some great costumes come out. And we played games, and we watched The Great Mass Detective, but really the point of why I'm saying all this is because it was really fun to organize, and it's really easy to get some of the teas. so I... Highly suggest to find your fellow local Sherlockians and get some tea and have a Sherlock Holmes tea party and just nerd out and talk about it. And we raised money. We raised money for. <laughs> I can. I just want to preface this by saying I don't actually know the real name of this charity. And I've been just bullshitting the name every time I say it or type it. And at some point, it turned into started turning into Zoolander references. So there's a, uh, a Benedict Cumberbatch who plays Sherlock in the BBC Sherlock. Um, has a uh, uh, really works with this one charity that's for ki- not for kids with cancer it is to help kids with cancer no we're never for, ever ever for kids with cancer anyway we hold a raffle for it and what i call it i think my name of the day is Benedict cumberbatch loves kids but he doesn't like when kids have cancer so he's trying to stop that foundation <laughs> and apparently if there's a small building it's a school for ants there's my zoolander reference but uh, we raised about $300 for that, so it was really fun. We we held a raffle, and had some of Akara and Jackie's art, and we had journals, and the Doctor Who edition of Entertainment Weekly that just came out a couple weeks ago. It, it was awesome. It, it was so much fun. I met so many great people, and um, it was just really good. So I highly suggest having a uh, Sherlock tea party. It was, it was super fun, and super fly, super fly. Yes. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Why do you guys even listen to me? But, um... Well, I guess what I'm really trying to get to is I really, really soon want to have a Sherlock Holmes episode, and I don't know if I'm going to do it on my own, because if I do it on my own, guys, it's just going to be just going, Benedict Cumberbatch is the greatest thing ever. I want to marry him. I want to lick his face. Ugh. So that's why I kind of don't want to have a Sherlock Holmes episode on my own, because it'll just be me fangirling and being a spaz, and you probably won't be able to get really much detail out of me. So maybe what I'll do is I want to kind of coax the Baker Street babes and see if I can get one or two of them on my show. Um, damn, he just body checked him. See, this is why I shouldn't watch soccer while recording podcasts. Damn, that looked like it really hurt. Damn. Anyway, um, I want to see if I can have um, get the Baker Street babes to join me or maybe I can talk Kara into joining me and we can talk fandom because I really do like talking fandom. You guys know I like talking fandom and I've been really really wanting to sink my teeth into the Sherlock Holmes fandom and really get into it. And not just the BBC Sherlock, we talk about The Great Mass Detective. talk about what little of the books I have read, and yes. um, So we'll see. I'm trying to figure out what to do with the Sherlock episode, because I really want to do it, and I especially want to do it before Season 3 comes out. Because at this rate, though, Season 3 won't come out until, like, God, the end of time. No, they're filming season 3 in January, so it's still, we still got a ways to wait, but I mean, I still have some time. But I, just be on the lookout, because I do really, really, really want to do a Sherlock episode. So we'll see where we get from there. As you've been hearing as I was talking about the Sherlock Holmes tea party, is the Olympics been going on? Is anyone else watching the Olympics? Is that just me? Well, I'm watching the Olympics because I'm a big old Italian nerd. Still my Italian nerd. Oh! And apparently, according to Chris, Hatalia by Hatalia show that I did, like, a year or two ago with Megan and Chris, is still one of, like, the most downloaded Two True Freaks episodes, like, ever. So thank you, guys! Thank you so much! Like, that just... That just, like... Like, blows my whistle. <laughs> like, that's just... I can't even fathom why that episode's so good. I guess it's just because there's not a lot of Hetalia shows, so... Um, I've been watching the Olympics for that like I think the Olympics is the Italia is the reason why I'm not so like gung-ho America and I think the best example is is I love the women's US soccer team I oh man I have a big old lady crush on Rapino and Wambach like last year when the Women's World Cup was going on and I was watching the semifinals my hair was down past my shoulders and I look at the kid I nanny and I was like if they win this game today I'm gonna cut my hair and they won the game and sure enough the next day I showed up and I had Abby Wombach's haircut uh, with a little bit of Megan rapinos because hers is a little longer than Wombach's. but uh, today or uh, yesterday I as much as I love my ladies, I was a touch sad that Canada lost like the women's Canadian team lost because Canada's my favorite Italia character. And I was just like, Canada, Canada, you can do it. But I'm still proud of my ladies. And I'm really looking forward to the game on Thursday where it's Japan versus versus America because they were in the finals last year. And, and, and yeah, and the only reason I was happy that the Japanese beat the American women last year is because they just had the massive earthquake and, and flood and their training conditions were horrendous and they were the only team that I was okay with beating the Americans. So, yes, I'm really excited for the Olympics. I'm having a big, and I'm having a big England boner, too, because, God, I love everything that's English and British, and I want to go there, like I said in my episode with Chris in the Magic Mike episode, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, I I just want to kind of see what you guys feel about the Olympics. Are you having fun watching them? Are you having a jolly good time? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I want someone to explain something to me because recently with all the avenger stuff i've really been sinking my teeth into the marvel universe comics and stuff like and stuff like that especially thor and i'm trying to find two points in thor because i actually thought they were the same point in this plot line and i'm starting to find out they're not i'm trying to find the transition of when Loki went from being lady Loki in Sif's body to kid Loki, and I'm trying to find the transition when Ragnarok happens, because here's here was my original basic understanding. Ragnarok, of course, in Norse mythology is the equivalent of Revelations in Christian mythology, and I thought that Ragnarok was caused by Loki, and that's what turned him, you know, killed him and turned him into, uh, Kid Loki. I thought that all happened before Civil War, and Civil War, because during the Civil War, uh, Thor wasn't there, and that's when, like, Iron Man and Reed Richards and well, Tony and Reed were like, let's build a clone Thor, it'll be a great idea, we could totally control a god. No, and then, then it fucked up shit and started murdering people, and they were just like, oh no, we messed up this time, Reed. Yep. <laughs> so, I thought Ragnarok happened before Civil War, and then I found out that the evil Thor clone was then rebuilt and named Ragnarok, and it brought about ragnarok and was that the siege plot line is that what siege is about um or is it fear itself that's happened recently is fear itself when lady loki goes into kid loki i don't actually know because now i'm reading because because now i'm reading the uh 2010 thor when Thor is running around as Donald Blake and awaken- and he makes Asgard in the middle of Bumblefuck, Oklahoma. And, like, literally raises Asgard, like, from the land. And starts- goes around and starts, like, waking up Heimdall and the Warriors 3 and Sif and stuff like that. That's what I'm reading right now. But apparently Ragnarok happened before it. Or, I don't know. So what I really, really, really want is someone A to tell me... These are the Ragnarok episodes or issues. Here's a timeline. These are the issues that happen in the timeline. These are all the issues in the Siege. These are all the issues in Civil War. These are all the issues in Fear itself. That's what I really, 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 really want. <laughs> it's just a list and timelines and what issues fall into that timeline. Ah, <laughs> and then I and then I want to see how Lady Loki turned into Kid Loki because I just started reading Journey in the Mystery as well. I'm kind of reading the Lady Loki Thor stuff as well as Journey in the Mystery at the exact same time. And I almost started reading Siege but I'm not sure. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So someone could like Facebook me or, or I guess answer in the Thor forms and I'll see it in the forms like six months later. Uh, <laughs> or Tumblr it to me. That'd be fantastic. So I've been on a hiatus for six months, right? And I haven't really had a chance to talk about things I really enjoyed in the last six months, and it's mostly been movies. So I pulled up Wikipedia in 2012 and film, and I figured I can get around to all these things I can tell you all the things that I enjoyed in the last six months. Sound great? Sounds great! Uh, so we'll start with January. I did see Beauty and the Beast in 3D, and I kind of like that uh, I, I really don't like 3D movies because I wear glasses and I hate having to either a wear contacts just to go to the movies because I really don't like contacts they bother my face um, and or I hate wearing the 3D 3D glasses over my glasses it just really bothers me but I have been enjoying Disney releasing all these 3D movies and like especially the old classics because like for one like Lion King Lion King was really nostalgic when I saw it in 3D because I, it's one of the earliest movies I remember seeing as a kid. Like, I remember going to the theater, and I remember seeing it for the first time, and just being in awe. And I remember my cousin was there, and, and it's just really nostalgic to be able to see all these classics in theater again. But the thing about the 3D is, you get so much depth to it, and you can see all these details, and it's so cool. So I am happy that they're releasing all of these 3D movies. And I know Finding Nemo is coming up in 3D, which I just think is just going to be oh, so good. <laughs> I just think it's going to be absolutely just so, so, so good. Let's see, now we're in February. I didn't see Woman in Black as much as I like Daniel Radcliffe because I don't like scary movies. I didn't definitely did not see Star Wars Phantom Menace in 3D because it sucks. Definitely did not see Ghost Rider, because I don't really like Nicolas Cage. Alright, I really don't. Is it Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I, I don't really like Nicolas Cage. He's really a hit or miss for me. Oh, I did see the Lorax, though. The Lorax is, was great. I think it's probably one of the best Better Kids movies I've seen recently. Um, and the Once fandom, holy god, go on and just... Just what that fandom did. Like, that is the definition of what a fandom can do. Like, the Wunzler fandom is um, is all surrounding the Wunzler, and then it turned into the Greedler. And they, like, made these, like, epic backstories about how Ted, who's the kid in the Lorax like, is actually the grandson of the Wunzler because when the Wunzler was famous, like, he, like, uh, it's, it's amazing what they did with it they gave the Wunzler so much backstory and I just know that the people who made the movie had nothing to do with that <laughs> and they probably have no idea what's going on, but, uh, the best part of the Lorax was definitely Ed Helms and especially him doing his own music. Ed Helms is such a talented musician and he did all the songs and the music himself and stuff, and it's so good. And the songs are just fun. I didn't know it was going to be a musical until I went in and saw it. And so it's, it's one of those I love. I love um, watching. Hunger Games! Ah! So to get ready for the movie of the Hunger Games, I read the books. And I legit read them in a week. Like I, I would finish one, I'd put it down, I went and bought the next one, and then i finished it and put it down. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I'm going to get a little spoiler spoilerly talking about the Hunger Games. I'm not going to really jump, jump into them. Maybe I'll do a Hunger Games episode. But I'll do the books first. first. The books were mostly good. I loved the first one. I adored the second one. The second one was just so, so good. It took everyone- Catching Fire took everything from the first book and build on, built onto it, and made it better, and made the characters so much better, introduced some great, amazing new characters like Finnick, and then you get a book three, and it was shit. The only reason I finished book three was just to say that I finished it, because I fought tooth and nail to finish it. I almost put it down so many times, because I hated it that bad. It was horrendous, and I don't really want to. Say, I, I will even say what, why: they killed half the cast, and there's just so many tropes in young adult literature. I really, really hate, and some of them weren't like even like good deaths, and like some of them were just cruel. Like I don't understand why some characters die. It's just like you know we're at the end of this story; it's it's getting towards the end. You know, it looks like, you know, we might make it. Oh, by the way, there's that character right there. They have no reason to be there in any way, shape, or form. And they explode. (laughs) Like, why? Why are you even there? Oh, God, I hated it so much. And, like, I'm okay with character deaths. Like, you know, when it came to Hunger Games, my two favorite characters died. And then my third character turned into the biggest asshole for no reason. Uh, uh, uh. So, at least enjoy the first two books, too. The first two books are so good. I honestly don't know how I'm going to watch the third movie because of it. And it's just, it's just some tropes in young adult literature I don't get. Like, there's a couple that is introduced in book two, and you get to see them again in book three. And it's one of those things that when I saw them together, they are the cutest and happiest couple, and they're so lovely, and they're beautiful together. And the thing is, in young adult literature, when you have the prettiest, nicest, happiest couple, one of them's going to die. And sure enough, one of them did. And then you find out she's pregnant, and now she has to raise this baby all, all by herself. And it was just like, really? Really, why is it such a trip that the happiest couple in the world just for once cannot be together? Like, look at Lupin and Tonks and Harry Potter, and I even hate Tonks. I despise Tonks. She's one of my least favorite characters. I just want to punch her in the face. But still, they are a happy young couple, and they die. Ah, oh, oh, I hate that trope in young adult literature. It really pisses me off, and she is so much. I just, for once, want the happiest little couple to live. Ugh. Anyway, so now to the Hunger Games movie. You know, looking back on it, I really do think it was probably one of the best interpretations of booked to movies that I've seen in a while and I'm not one of those people who really try to compare the books to the movies because I know it's not going to live up to it but I think it I think they did really 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 well um, especially since the books the the one thing that I kind of missed a little bit is the books are from Katniss's point of view so in, and so we were constantly in her head but we didn't have that in the movie And so I think they did a really good job kind of transitioning that into Stanley Tucci's character. Stanley Tucci plays um, the TV reporter and the host of The Hunger Games. And, like, what's his name? Caesar. His name is Caesar. Um, And Caesar, you know, is the lovable host of Hunger, Hunger Games and stuff like that. So all the stuff that we would have gotten in Katniss's head, they turned around and they put into Stanley Tucci's character where he was describing stuff, and it it would be, like, a commercial newsbreak thing. They'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, those are tracker jackers that Katniss is walking towards. And in the book, Katniss would be like, fuck, that's a tracker jacker. It's gonna fuck me up and, like, give me hallucinations and shit. Well, then they would, in the movies, what they would do is they'd be like, Sally Choochee's character would be like, that's a tracker jacker. For, as everyone knows, that they if they sting you, they will cause hallucinations and they're highly poisonous and blah, blah, blah. So, it was a really nice way that they were able to describe things in the world and make it entertaining through his character. And the other thing I liked about it was is you got to see stuff going on in the outside world that was happening because Katniss and her since it is her first point of view, she has no idea what's happening outside in the Hunger Games. Absolutely no clue. It's um it's not like one of the characters that she's really close to dies in the Hunger Games. And she does this really sweet action... To kind of give this person a burial... Uh, And I'm still kind of... You know... Hopefully by now most of you have read... Or at least seen the movie... But just in case... I try not to spoil it... And what happens is... uh, After she kind of gives this character... This like burial thing... She she does the symbol of respect... Where you like hold up three fingers... And it's a symbol of respect... And then she goes on with the games... It's not until afterwards after the games that she finds out that one action started a revolution. And she doesn't find this out until like at the end of the book. Well in the movie they showed the revolution starting to happen and showing like what was going on and showing President Snow's not Snow. Is it Snow? Snow's or is it the other lady? It's been it's been about six months since i read these books. I think it's Snow. President Snow's the the guy. Um and seeing his fear of this revolution breaking out. And so it was really, really, really awesome that they were able to show this outside world to help set up for the next two movies, and not completely just stay with Katniss being dehydrated and camping, (laughs) because that would have (laughs) sucked. So The Hungry Games is a really, 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 really awesome movie, and I was really excited about it. And I think they did a really good job. I'm really looking forward to Catching Fire. The one thing that's sort of pissing me off about Catching Fire is, is when I read the book, the character Finnick O'Dare, I love Finnick, um, I thought, though, that he was going, he was an older character, like, in his 30s or 40s, because he was in some of the Hunger Games before Katniss and Peeta went in, so he has a few years on them. Well, so I was imagining him in his lower 30s at the earliest, maybe early 40s at the latest. They're trying to cast all these young guys as Finnick, and it's not how I imagine it. And I really don't like some of the people they're looking at, because I did think he was kind this older guy. I was kind of seeing him in my head almost like James Potter. Sort of like, I'm a little older, first war, have a family, you know, like, like that kind of... And him being kind of more of a mentor, and still being this like sexy, older, thirty-year-old mentor to the younger Katniss and Peeta. So I don't, I don't know how this casting is going to go. Am I the only one that thought that? I, f- I feel like I am because everyone else is like, yeah, these young guys get to be Finnick, yay. And I just, I just don't see it. I just don't. I'd be really happy if Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans was Finnick. Wow, that would actually be really great. <laughs> it actually matches what I see in my head. So, yes, we'll we'll see what happens with Catching Fire. Let's see. Going through stuff. Uh, Think Like a Man. Five-Year Engagement. Pirates Band of Misfits was the greatest, cutest movie ever! <laughs> Pirates Band of Misfits but were by the people who did Wallace and Gromit. And it was such an adorably cute movie. Martin Freeman and David Tennant and Hugh Grant were all... Such wonderful characters. It has that Wallace and Gromit humor to it. Um, It was just... It was was a really cute, good watching movie. And then The Avengers came out. Pardon me as I mouth-breathe in excitement. I think The Avengers probably is my favorite movie I've seen this year. And it's going to be really hard to top that being my favorite movie for a very long time. I just... I think I, I I talked about it some in in my episode with Chris, but what I liked most about the Avengers is you had all that hype with the movies before it leading up to it, and it just had some of the smoothest battle scenes, like the ba- entire battle sequence going from. Like, it, it all built on itself. It's not like most battle sequences. Like, what I'm thinking about in my head is, like, Lord of the Rings, where I was jumping around, and you didn't see how things built on themselves really well. You were just like, oh, no, suddenly there's shit at the door. Let's go fight it. Yeah. But it it just grew. And it all started with just, like, Tony and Loki. And, and Tony looks up, and this stuff's coming out of the portal, and Tony goes up. And as he's fighting this stuff, the other Avengers start arriving. You see them fighting. You see, the, you see Thor come, and you see the Hulk come. And there's the and you just see the moment where they all become a team, and it's so seamless. Then it's just it's just this thing flows into this thing f- flows into like this battle part flows into this monster being defeated flows into like Loki flying around flows into Chris or C- Chris Clint shooting him and knocking him down and like to the Hulk. I mean, like it was it was so such a seamless battle. And I think jo- I hope Joss Whedon does Avengers too. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to be a really sad panda. And I hope if there's another Hulk movie, it's definitely Mark Ruffalo doing it. Because I did not see the Edward Norton ones. And now I can't imagine anyone but Mark Ruffalo being the Hulk. And it's going to be so wonderful. And it's so well cast. And oh my god, I love Tom Hiddleston. I just want to hug him. And I hate that I'll never be special enough ever to probably ever meet him. Or have him ever see me. Yeah, but um, I just... I'm really excited to see where Marvel goes next, especially with Comic-Con ama- announcing the new titles coming out, like Iron Man 3, Thor 2... <gasps> oh my god! Christopher Eccleston is gonna be in Thor 2! One of my favorite doctors is going to be in Thor 2! I I vouched, like, oh my god, I started spazzing when I found out about Christopher Eccleston being, being the bad guy. I'm just so... Like, Tom Hiddleston and one of my favorite doctors being in the same movie together. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid excited. Oh, when I found out about that, I was shaking. He's playing some Dark Elf. I don't have it pulled up right now because I was completely not prepared for that thought process. But um, he's playing, like, the Lord of the Dark Elves, and it's going to be so good, so good, so good. And I really do think they're setting up for the Infinity Gauntlet, and because the Dark Elf and the Fire Demon... I'm about to butcher this name. Ready for me to butcher this name? Solder. <laughs> it's like S Q L T U R T R. I don't. I don't even know how to pronounce it or how it's spelled. But the fire demon and the elf king and the helping Loki. And I really do think they're setting up for Infinity Gauntlet. And I really do think that's what Thor Two, Avengers Two, is going to be about. It's gonna be awesome, 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 awesome. Um, so I'm really getting excited to this next brand of Marvel movies especially with Iron Man 3 coming out soon Um, and the other one I'm kind of sort of halfway excited for is Ant-Man and the only reason I'm excited for Ant-Man is because I've been watching the cartoon um, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes and I'm so sad to hear that it's been cancelled because I'm almost done with season 1 and about to start season 2 and I hear that's there are only two, two seasons. I'm very sad about that because it's a really great show. But it has Ant Man in it, and I'm, so I'm sort of getting an introduction to him. I'm kind of excited for him because he's sort of that scientist um, Boy Scout character, and he's kind of like. He's, he's your Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, pretty much, but as Ant Man. And the one thing about him, though, that I really like is he can tell Tony off. Or at least he does in the TV show. I don't know in the comics. I have no exposure to this guy at all in any way, shape, shape, or form. In the comics, all I know about him is when Young Avengers are forming, he's Cassie's dad. And Cassie gets his suit and becomes Stature. That's all I really know about Ant-Man is that Cassie is his daughter from Young Avengers. Um, So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I know absolutely nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely nothing, as I said. So, we'll see where this next wave of Marvel goes. Um, I didn't get to see Men in Black 3. I did kind of want to see it. I didn't get to see Snow White and the Huntsman. I really only wanted to see Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I didn't really care about anything else. I really only wanted to see Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I didn't get to see Prometheus, but I'm also not a. I haven't really jumped into the aliens stuff. I'm not a big alien stuff person. Um, I got to see Brave. Brave was wonderful. Brave was one of those movies that, um, when it came to watching it initially, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. But it turned into one of those movies, the more and more I thought about it, the better and better it got in my head. And the animation for her hair is absolutely stunning. Yeah, it was it was one of those good... It's a good mommy-daughter movie. I saw it with my mommy, and I was sobbing at the end of it because there's a great movie moment where she's like, Mommy, I could never do this without you. You always supported me and blah, blah, blah. And I by the end, I was holding my mom's hand because I hadn't seen my mom in six months, and I was visiting her on vacation. And I was just like, Mommy, I love you so much. Mommy, don't ever leave me. <laughs> so it's a good mommy-daughter movie. But I, I do think about seeing it because it goes in a direction that you don't expect. Um, All the promos and the trailers make it seem like it's going to be about one thing, and then you watch the actual movie, and something happens, and you just go, Oh! Okay, that's where they're taking this movie. Uh, Okay. Oh, okay. It It was really good. Okay, and then I saw Magic Mike. Which I talked about in the last thing, so I won't in my last episode with Chris. So I won't really jump into that, and I talked about Spider Man in my last episode with Chris, so I won't really talk about that much either. Except for that, it was really good. I wish they would. It was the the uh, Disney Marvel, not the Fox Marvel, so there were, could be Spider Man tie ins with the coming um, with the coming uh, thingies. Uh, I still haven't seen Dark Knight Rises. I really don't have a. Oh, I just want to say. That when it comes to the Dark Knight Rises, um, when Chris and I recorded our last episode, uh, we were it, it happened about we recorded it about two days before the shooting happened, and we were talking about how there was no big bells and whistles going along with this premiere like Keith Ledger's death, and then the shooting happened, so we didn't know that was going to happen. So if it did come off a little callous, because I remember going back and listening to it a few days later and just being like oh we said that so we didn't know it was going to happen we we didn't mean it to be offend anyone if we happen to offend people and i know our listeners don't tend to be very offensive get offended very easily but just in case i just want to say that we didn't know that was going to happen it happened our hearts go out to the families of the victims and yes but i still haven't seen dark Knight rises um i really don't have much of a urge to see it really. <laughs> the Marvel movies are so much better, and I hear it's great. I just, I will get to that eventually. And that's, that's kind of what, what I've been doing the last six months, actually. Um, I read The Sherlockian by Graham Moore. It's a very good historical, piece of historical fiction. Um, and things I'm really excited about coming out soon is I'm really excited about The Hobbit. I'm really excited about Star Trek. I'm really excited about Finding Nemo in three, 3D. I, uh, Hotel Transylvania is another big one, um, and Guardians of the whatever, what's it called, Guardians of the, the, uh, it comes out in December, I cannot look further enough ahead, I am not excited about Twilight, Twilight can go jump off a bridge for all I give a damn, uh, 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 The Hobbit and La Miserable both open the same day, so, um, I'm thinking about doing a double feature with a friend of mine, like, we're gonna see the midnight release of The Hobbit, and then go see La Miserable, uh, the next day after we've slept some, It's the uh, Guardians of the whatever. Um, Rise of the Guardians! Oh, that movie looks so good! I'm so excited about it. Like, like Santa's Russian, and it has Jude Law being being um, um, the Boogeyman and Chris Pine is playing Jack Frost and they have to save the world from the Boogeyman and it's like the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus and Jack Frost and and Sandman and the Easter Bunny, Hugh Jackman! Hugh Jackman's the Easter Bunny. Oh, it's going to be so good. And the trailers look amazing. The only thing I'm wa- looking at this going, man, that Lorax fandom is going to jump all over this uh, Jack Frost fandom. I can almost promise you that. Yeah, I'm really excited about Rise of the Guardians coming out, um, and and *The Hobbit, and Star Trek! Because Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in Star Trek, it's going to be so good! Ugh. That's another person that I'll probably never be special enough to ever meet, <laughs> to Cumberbatch. Oh man, I just, I wish I was special anyway um yeah so that's kind of what's been going on with me those are all my mini reviews of things that i meant to talk about for the last six months and didn't get around to and stuff so yes uh uh probably my next episode is probably gonna be about dragon con i might wait till a little bit later i might record like one episode and then record at the second half of it later because i'm going to both dragon con and awa next month so i don't know how that's gonna roll maybe maybe i will maybe i won't We'll see. You know, um, I would like to be able to say that I want to start doing this monthly again, but life is still just as crazy, just as confusing, just as up in the air, so I can't at this moment promise that I'll be able to go back to to doing monthly episodes. It's just going to be one of those things, I'll do them when I can do them, Um, until things legit settle down with me. Yeah, so oh man but i'm really happy to be podcasting again i really missed you guys i really really hope to see some of you guys at dragon con hit me up i'll be around um and thank you as always for listening to hope of all trades i this was a derpy episode man me opening up with silence of me just reading comments and and just just derping about so thank you as always my name is hope mullinax I don't think I just pronounced my name right. My name is Hope Molinax, and I am the host of Hope of All Trades. I can't wait to talk to you guys again sometime, and have a great day, wherever you are. Yes. Bye, guys.